0: So now now we got to get into this because you 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 opened up a rabbit hole a lot's
1: happened since yesterday
0: ladies and gentlemen children of all ages welcome to another edition of a lot's happened since yesterday my name is
2: ralph busso my name is cody walker and my friends it's so good to have you back. I missed your faces. I missed your fronts. I missed your backs. I missed it all. It's all. It's all good. <laughs> today, <laughs> today we are joined, my friends, by Vin Ray's own frontman, mastermind, the whole nine. Vin, how you doing, my brother?
1: I'm doing great, brother. Pleasure to be with you guys.
2: It's so good to meet you, man. I've been doing some. I've been doing some research as we were looking through, and I'm like looking at your guys's history, your background and what you've been doing, I'm like, "Oh, we got to go down some roads." Cuz you you yeah, my friend yeah. are uh you're an LA native, so I want to get into that a little bit cuz you've seen the changes. Oh, yeah. But um Oh, yeah. Let let's let's get into the band first. Cuz yeah. you said something interesting just before we got on that really rung in my ears and I'd meant to uh ask you. You you said to me that your bass player's in Brazil, your drummer's in France.
1: <laughs> yeah. so,
2: so how yeah. the hell do you build a band from that many parts of the world and keep it going like you do?
1: Well, you know, I mean, you know, about four years ago, I just wasn't really happy with the rhythm section. You know, there's things about bands. You want to have all cylinders going. So you want the recording. You know, you want to be able to record great stuff, write great stuff. You want to put on great shows you also want to tour together right <laughs> being together on a bus or in a band uh, it's rigorous uh, and so i made a change of rhythm section i brought i decided to go younger better looking and actually great players so um <laughs> gabe masca uh, on bass uh, was making a big name for himself on the on the sunset strip uh, he's from Rio de Janeiro, but, you know, he's got a 10-year green card. He's just applied for citizenship. Hell yeah. And then I brought I brought in, you know, he was uh, 26 when he joined the band. He's 29 now. And then Victor Singer was French. Yes, he, he was recommended to me by a, a top producer, uh, and uh, he was 25 at the time. So when COVID hit, you know, he had to go back to France because he was on a work visa. And uh, he can only work uh, doing music. So, yeah, you know, so he is in France and uh, we're probably going to go, you know, he'll probably, everybody will be back in town about the 25th of April and we'll start going into rehearsal every day, getting, getting ready for, you know, a fresh, you know, there's going to be a tour coming up and, you know, sometime in late May, early June.
2: Okay. How good does that feel to get back at it?
1: yeah i don't know brother i haven't been on stage in two years you know yeah wow. we, we we toured the end of uh 2019 the band had just really come together you know those kids just they were on fire we were writing a lot of great music um and uh you know we had some major labels interested in us and uh we did a great new year's eve show uh, at the the whiskey a go-go and then we played the whiskey again on March 4th with Sponge. Then another great show. And 13 days later, you know, the entire country was shut down. So oh.
2: that was a weird time, know, man. That was weird.
1: It's really been weird, but everybody was here in LA. So, you know, Victor's got his work visa back in order. Um, Gabe went down to Brazil because uh, he wanted to celebrate his parents' birthdays. They're, they're close, close together and we're not going to be touring till you know late may early june anyway and uh, so that's pretty much the current situation although you know prior to uh covid you know we were touring and and uh rehearsing quite a bit
0: right on i i actually really dig your rhythm section uh what you have right now um i think it it's pretty solid so gabe gabe is a good bass player you know what i mean and uh i like you you guys sound is 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 it's very like it, 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 i couldn't pinpoint anybody that i could compare you to to be honest with you i was just like this is cool this is different it's it's got its own vibe you know what i mean um i wanted to ask you about the picture behind you uh mm-hmm. the, the one that's framed right there right behind you what is that all about?
1: Okay. You mean Jim Morrison? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it is oh Jim. My oh, God.
0: is that Jim? Yeah, oh, it's Jim. T- oh, there he is. Holy yeah. shit. It's Jim. Yeah. That's shit. a great design. Yeah. That's a psycho,
1: kind of like a psychedelic painting uh of Morrison. uh I have a lot of wall space in my house. And so there's a lot of pictures hanging on a wall. And, <laughs> you know, past shows we've done, tours, and of course, rock stars I admire. And Jim Morrison's somebody I, I you know, I admire quite a bit. He's definitely someone who uh, influenced me as a performer and songwriter, along with John Lennon and, and Bob Dylan.
0: Yeah, very, very cool. Bob Dylan, how did he inspire you?
1: Just well, as a song. You know, as a songwriter, I write the lyrics. Jason Womack, my guitar player, uh, he writes the music, hmm. and he also does backing vocals and. Uh, you know, yeah, I got lucky. It was, and I guess so did he. It was a magical connection. We write flawlessly together. Our harmonies are great. I mean, just him and I together with him on an acoustic guitar is really something special.
2: Yeah. Um, that is, that's a, down. it's a very rare thing to find somebody you meld with like that so well, isn't it?
1: It, it, it is. If you go to YouTube and you put in Love Dance by Ben Ray, B-E-N-R-E-Z, I mean, it's like 1992 MTV Unplugged. You should check that out. And all of you, you know, if you just want to see what we do and we strip it down, just the two of us. Um, but, you know, I'm glad, uh, Ralph, that you like this rhythm section because we've always had great players, but we've never had the, the chemistry. And, um, you know, we have that now. This is the best version uh, of Van Ray. Although, you know, in Scotland, they call me the 21st century Lizard King because my baritone kind of, you know, it's very similar to Morrison, Lane Staley, Chris Cornell, that type of thing. Yeah, It's interesting, Ralph, because uh, you're the first one to ever say, you know, when you have a new band on the rise, the first thing people try to do is compare you to somebody. And yeah, I really liked what you had to say when you said that you couldn't really compare it to anything. It's kind of like you think for a minute it's something you've heard before and then you realize quickly you haven't. No, you
0: guys have an original sound. You specifically, um, your vocals are... I, I can't pinpoint you to anyone, so you know what I mean. But it's but but you're you're obviously a a, a great singer and a professional, and I love the, the the music and the sound. It that beginning opening in the the, the bass riff, it, it's so cool, yes. man. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff really gets to me, you know, because I, I play bass too. So I when I when I hear that kind of rhythm section, I'm like, yes, here we go. And then you came out, and I was like, oh, this is mysterious. This guy doesn't really sound like anybody I know, but but it's very cool.
1: So mysterious I, I, is something I like. Yeah, you know, right? I mean, it's it's a great thing because no. these kids were playing. They were playing songs recorded by other players, and once we got done with that uh, tour here, the last quarter of 2019, we started writing all our our own songs together, and they, Gabe came up with that bass line,
0: Mm. so it's
1: really interesting that that song got us the record deal with Pavement out of Chicago, actually.
0: Yeah, and, I can see uh, that. That's <laughs> a good song. Yeah, it's <laughs> and, a good song,
1: and it's the uh, it's the first song the whole band knew. You know, this version wrote together,
0: mm. uh,
1: and uh, it's the first radio single the record company picked, and it's doing really well on Billboard and Foundation. So that's a beautiful thing. Really yeah. Is.
0: So I mean, with everything going on right now with COVID. Tell me your honest opinion of where you think the uh, future of music is going.
1: I gotta ask you. I think it's just over, bro. I mean, you know, I've got some friends touring Italy right now. They're texting me like, it's great. Everybody's coming, you know, shows are packed. Uh, Everybody's eating and drinking. seems to be the same thing in the UK. I think the rest of Europe's coming around. You know, the United States is wide open. Los Angeles has just pretty much dropped the mask mandate. Uh, You know, all they're talking about is the war right now. I think COVID is a past situation. It might be 2023 before you can really do, you know, worldwide tours i don't know south america may not be doing that great i don't know about you know australia is another issue right and i you know you know southeast asia japan uh, you know indonesia etc although i think yeah the stones have dates booked in june for europe aerosmith cancer this summer tour you know who really knows but the united states is wide open and um mm. i think that we'll probably tour the usa first but i wouldn't be surprised if we we get back over and uh, do some euro euro countries uh, as well I, I feel very confident about i don't even think about it anymore what's a, so, what, uh, what's your
2: more favored market for you like what do you prefer to play do you prefer to play the states or do you prefer to be out and? Yeah, i that's really a, don't that's care a good question. you
1: yeah. know I, I mean i really don't care it's rock and roll and you know uh, we're We've been around a while, although now that we got a record deal in April of last year, we, it's basically like we're just beginning. So we're, we're a new band. And with this rhythm section, we're a new band. So, you know, the reality is really our new band is just beginning now. So we're out there to make as many fans as possible. And I really don't care where I play. Um, it's all rock and roll and I've played in many different countries. I love touring the United States. Now, American rock fans are great. I can't really say that anybody are better fans than others. You know, the Latinos are, uh, they get a little more spice here, you know, Spain and Italy, Yeah, <laughs> uh, you, you know. Uh, they like those days. hot chili
0: peppers. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah,
1: I, I just, you know, the, I think, you know, like I haven't been able to tour South America or Mexico yet, but, you know, in Spain and Italy, they they just seem to be a little bit a little bit more enthusiastic than than any other country, just a tad more.
0: That's pretty cool, man. It's great to get that insight from you because, you know, uh, it's people don't know you know the average person doesn't know where uh their favorite rock band is getting the most attention and yeah. getting the most love you know what i mean so it's cool that you you brought that insight on us uh, but that's before cool.
2: before we move out of this little subject let me stay one more um how much different is it logistically? like I not not travel wise, but you know you go through the ropes, you got to be there at the sound check at a certain time, you know you got to mm-hmm. be on stage at the whiskey to do such and such. you're on for this long, you get off. Is there any differences in that kind of logistics between here and over in
1: Europe? Well, I mean, you know the United States has much faster distances so if you got a tour bus, you know it's not really much of an issue for the most part in Europe, you're not looking at more than a three to five hour drive. Although, you know, we were not headlining. We were like support or third up. So it really kind of depends on if you are not the headliner who you're touring with and how their agent, you know, routes the tour. Right. Because, you know, I've had a couple tours over there where there were a couple 18 and 20 hour, you know, drives and those Ooh. are no fun that, no. that's for sure <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, know, you know and you're in a van you know because yeah. <laughs> uh, at that level tour buses are not in our price range if they are i have more favors here i can pull for that um so um but i i think overall um there's not really much of a difference because here you got a nightliner so you're asleep uh, and uh, you, know, you wake up, you know, when they roll in to uh, unload in uh, sound check. And in, in Europe, it's a, a little bit different. You know, you're in a hotel room and then you do the drive and you get there, you load in sound check, have some dinner. And uh, there's not really much, much of a difference no. except you're, but you're in a tour bus as opposed to a van in a hotel room. Well, uh, let it's me- just that uh, the 18 hour drives will kill you though. Oh, my oh gosh. I'm sure
0: they will. Oh, let gosh. me let me ask you something real quick, bro, because I, I want to know since you've been d- doing all this touring around the world, really, and that's, you know, uh, we, we're going to get some good insight from you on this. Are, are the, the Europeans a little bit more generous when it comes to buying merch and supporting the band on a monetarial level? You know what I mean?
1: No, it's really about the same um really? our la our last usa tour was the last quarter of 2019 uh, and i brought merch for 24 shows and i mean after five shows we had nothing. <laughs> oh, wow! we yeah we sold out everything we had in five shows and i've never done that in europe never never sold out everything that i've had i mean when we've done a four or five week uh, 22 to 26 show tour we've been really low as we went into the last few shows but i've never sold out everything anywhere after five shows except for the usa um, england and scotland um you know they buy an awful lot of merch but some of the other countries you know people are having a really hard time and so you know it's tough for them to uh, they want to spend their money on you know they buy a ticket and they, they they want to spend most of their money on alcohol. So, <laughs> uh, you know, so like in Italy and Germany and Spain, Belgium, France, you know the merch sales are not what they are in America or the United Kingdom. That's really true. absolutely yeah wow yeah, and i don't I don't think it's their fault, really. <laughs> yeah they
0: don't they have economy. so much money it almost they, makes
2: sense that you if you're going to go if you're going to go tour that way you should come up with like a custom vinray drink like a shoe a shot of some sort and just sell it at the bar <laughs> there's your merch <laughs> money <No
1: shit. laughs> i'm trying to come up with some innovative ideas uh you know we'll 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 see i have some new ideas We're we're going to be designing i took down my whole merch line on the site we just have our our four previous um Indie records there that you can buy individually or as a bundle. I mean, we're in the process of uh, designing a whole new merch line, and uh, I have a couple tricks up my sleeve when we go on tour that might uh, get more people over there to that uh, that merch table. You know, the bottom line is, if they really dig your set, they, they want to come over and talk to you and meet you, and 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 they start and they and they buy things. So, yeah that's true that's the secret but some of these countries the economies are really bad and you know it's really hard for them i mean to buy a ticket and have enough to buy a couple two three drinks is maybe all they have yeah which is fine with me you know yeah
0: yeah that's that's laying it down pretty realistic
1: (laughs) well what i love about these conversations
2: (laughs) that we have and and i love the fact that that vin is so open about it is not a lot mm-hmm. of people just straight up go. This is really how the industry works and what you have to yeah. consider as a musician. It's not just hey, let's get up and rock. You you do got to kind of think of this shit as you go because logistically it can yeah. it can fuck you, can it?
1: Absolutely. I mean, you know, merch sales it's a big thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, it really adds that little uh, the extra income on the road that fans need um, but I don't care. I don't, you know, I don't care if I come back broke and I don't make anything. I I, I'm out there to make music. I'm out there to make fans. You know, when I take that stage, um, I'm in a, in a place, the happiest place of my life. It's kind of hard to describe when I leave that stage, I've left everything, you know, all of my energy and heart and soul. I'm, thoroughly exhausted when I when I leave that stage, no matter whether I've done a physical performance or not. It's just from the soul out. And um and I just love doing it and connecting with the audience. So it's just never really been about money for me. I I don't believe it ever will be.
2: Fuck yeah, dude. I absolutely love that. that's I don't, I don't even I'm just gonna let that sit where it sits, man, because that was Beautiful, Turns up yep,
0: absolutely. Yeah, I've always said I'm the
1: only one who doesn't get paid, which has been true. <laughs> that's that's that, that. my band gets paid. Yeah,
0: you can't put it better than that, my friend. That was awesome. Um, and if somebody out there that loves music doesn't appreciate what you just said, well, them. <laughs> <is
1: this>? um, <laughs> well it's all about the fans isn't it yeah. really I mean yeah. I that, don't you think a lot of artists miss that you're, yeah. you're there to give them everything you got because you know if they're not buying tickets and they're out there you got no damn career what are you going to do play an empty ashtray yeah um,
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. you know it,
1: without fans there's no rock and roll I think a lot of artists uh, completely lose sight of that especially the ones that make it when they're young they, they forget how they got to where they were it doesn't matter how good you are. You know, if nobody buys a ticket shows up, you know, it's no. all about the fans. There is no rock and roll without the fans. Absolutely.
2: Period. Yeah, and if you and if you haven't found found a way to make that connection, you're you're running short. You have to. You can't you can't have that. Fast-
1: you'd be surprised how many uh how, how many successful uh bands and musicians uh have really lost sight of that it's it's sad to say you know i'm not going to mention names i've toured with a lot of people right um although you know i'll I'll stand out there all night and sign stuff for people you know i'll do what you want to do but you know you can't chat with twenty thousand people online you know that's kind of not possible yeah you know go out of your way to diss fans is that leaves a bad taste in my mouth
0: so what do you think about social media that, that's, uh, I mean, we're talking about a topic that kind of ties into that. What what are your thoughts on that? Do, is that something that you're engaged in or is this something I, that you're not to? Well, we
1: wouldn't have got to where we were unless I did, you know, nobody else can be me. Uh, I'm pretty good at marketing and connecting with fans. So, you know, when we started it, I spent for virtually eight nine hours a day every day uh, on social media you now when I made a post you know hundreds and hundreds of people would respond um, you know now I have people who who kind of really assist with it because it's just reached a point where it's impossible for me to do it all myself social media is a very important part uh, of of it. it it really is the thing is is they just, my fans know whether it's me or it's not. You know. That's mm-hmm. part part of the trick. So, um, you know, now when the band start, you know, I mean, it was like you had MySpace and that yeah. Facebook came. Then we got, I don't know, 380, 400,000 followers on Facebook. But, you know, and then it switched to Instagram. So, I mean, I think like now, you know, Instagram is a real vehicle. And then if you make it, the way you can connect with everybody you know is like on Twitter.
2: Right. So
1: that seems to be where it's at. And a lot of a lot of uh, famous musicians, yeah, you know, they're only on Twitter
2: Well, let me ask you this because Ro and I have had this discussion a little while. I am still trying to learn the social media game. I mean, we run this podcast, but after that, I'm still like I don't have I don't really post that much personally. I know I probably should be. But we've had this discussion where it's like, it seems that Instagram is flooded with like cosplay girls, fitness models, you know, and, and how does, is it just because that's where most people are? So you want to be present in that climate or do you have a strategy as a musician?
1: Yeah, not anymore. You know, I mean, you're talking about if you're an independent band and you're looking to get a record deal, you know, you're getting out there and you're trying to make things happen. They look at your numbers, you know, these record companies, yeah, you know, and right now the first thing they really look at strongly, you know, is you know how many people are following you, you know, on these social media platforms um, because it's risk and reward, you know, I mean, it costs a lot of money to record records, put it out, tour, you know, I mean, we're a four piece, but, you know, it costs a lot of money to put a, a five piece rock band And most of them are five pieces, but much fewer four and three piece. But there's not much difference in the cost. I mean, you're talking about for a five-piece rock band, major tour in the USA, with a tour bus, five-piece tour manager, you know, you're talking fifty to seventy thousand dollars. So, you know, record companies have they gotta have a way to recoup, you know, so it's become much tougher. Yeah. Well, okay,
0: you, you, so now, now we got to get into this because <laughs> you, you, you opened up a rabbit hole. Um, what about these bands that are using companies to fake their numbers? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, they know. You know, I mean, it's just a really big mistake. Um, and all you do is you really screw yourself if you do that. Um, the labels know. You know they really know the problem with music is you know there are no shortcuts bro you mm-hmm. know when i heard nirvana i'm like wow where do these guys come from and, you know, it was their fifth record and it took them six years to get a deal you know and they busted their ass till they did that you know green day spent three years touring yeah, in a mm-hmm. vw van so did jewel and and people don't really realize that and today it's like, it be 10 or 11 years, you know, not everybody's lucky, like Greta Van Fleet or my bandmates <laughs> Plush, you know, where you're in your early, early twenties and you have yeah. people behind you and, you know, Elton John behind you and things of that particular nature, you know, you can count that on three fingers. Right. Uh, you, you know, so...
0: What are your thoughts today. on that? I mean, I'm curious. Um, uh, as a musician that has done a lot of stuff that and, and, and has you know been in the industry for a while and has success, but has seen other people uh, you know, flourish beyond, you know, because that, that's the same case for me and Cody. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? We've watched other musicians flourish beyond us. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that, like plush. I mean, yeah, they're a great band. You know, the, the girl's got a great voice and the, the whole band is a good-looking band and they've got a great sound and they, mm-hmm. they they know how to write songs and maybe they've been helped along the way. But I want to know what your opinion is. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, you know, they're my label mates, you know, we're on the same label. That girl can sing. Yes, she can. Yeah. Um, the, the players can play the parts pretty well they're just going to get better uh the singer carries the band in my opinion for now i think it's the same thing with greta van fleet um i love seeing new bands you know got her 20 something and early 20 something just killing it i mean yeah when greta van greta won a, a grammy for best album and all these people were dissing them and you're a Led Zeppelin ripoff and trying to sing like Robert Plant. And I'm like, what the heck? You know, everybody's lost sight of everything. Who are these kids in their twenties are getting a damn Grammy and they're they're selling out shows. And, you know, so um, I think it plush and Greta Van Fleet show all the young musicians the ones that are 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 that really wanna be musicians, I think they give them that shining light. You know, rock is not dead. Yeah. And uh, plush and grenavant fleet prove that, you know. I prove it's never too late. You know? so that's a, a good that, That's message. a good
0: point. It's never too late. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> absolutely. I agree with you, brother. Um dude, it's great to get your insight, dude. You know what I mean? Cause honestly, there's a lot of people that don't understand, like you were saying, the music and how it works with bands and artists that are trying to make it that a lot of people don't know the struggle. And so it's great to get your insights on it. Um, what's the future for you? What, what, what's your plan?
1: Well, right now, um, You know, I've always wondered what would happen if we had a good label behind us and we had uh, commercial radio support. We've never had that. Uh, I think if we did in the past, we probably would have done well, although I believe God has a plan and things always happen the way they're supposed to and when they're supposed to. Um, And so we just finished our fourth week. You know, our first week on radio, we were the most added. Uh, to Billboard and Foundation. Um, in the second week, we were in the top 10 of the greatest gamers. And so, finishing, you know, the chart finish, each week finishes on a Tuesday. So, yesterday was the end of the fourth week, and we moved up 12 spots with a whopping 81 spins to number 34 on Foundation. So, we're top 40 there. Hell yeah. Uh, And, uh, you know, we moved up to 49 from like 63 on Billboard. Um, And there's four more weeks to go. So, it looks like Xiaomi is being received quite well by fans and commercial radio stations. So, management is building a press kit right now. You know, we're in talks with... uh, Primarily, you know, uh, Jerry uh, Cantrell, uh, Papa Roach, and, and actually Greta Van Fleet cool. um, uh, for touring. Uh, we can headline overseas, uh, and uh, we'll be talking to some promoters over there. It's just, you know, the COVID situation. It depends. You, know, you, you can't just go over there and do like fifteen shows. You're going to lose your lose money. So we'll have to wait and see. The thing that's funny is, you know, my label's all for touring with Greta Van Fleet. I'd love to tour with those kids. They're the new old school nude school. Yeah. And we're the new old school, real old school. I think it would be a great show. Yeah. Um, you management's guys are like, well, well they, might, they might skew too young. And I'm like, Jesus. Man. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> You know, 14 to 70-year-olds You like rock and roll big Greta Van Fleet. But I, I, I just don't believe in the age thing. You know, uh, I get the Jerry Cantrell, Allison Chains thing because, you know, we have the two-part harmonies and, and all of that. Um, so there's a little battle going on. I really don't care. I think whether, you know, Papa Roach would be very different. Whether, you know, Jerry Cantrell would be an honor uh Papa Roach would be a lot of fun Greta Van Fleet would be an awful lot of fun who knows uh, it could be us Bush and Corn. you know uh, I'm, I'm not really I think that would be I think that would be a great show so I think management's going to wait about two or three weeks they think we're going to finish between 15 and 18 in Billboard top five and foundation and uh Sometime between mid May and mid June, you know, we'll be going out with a big name band and we'll make a decision to go out with uh, someone where, you know, that we match up well with who we can play to as many people as possible. That's pretty much what we're looking to do.
0: I think it'd be cool to see you you guys with Greta Van Fleet. I do. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. I think it'd be a good mix. I can tell you 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 dig that old school vibe that they're having right now, you know. And they it, to be honest with you, yes, some of their stuff sounds exactly like Led Zeppelin to me, but I've also been noticing that it they does. can they can venture out, you know what I mean? They, well, they I mean,
1: you know, look at the 80s guys. You know. Yeah. I mean, you got a lot of high vocals that all. No. Don't sound that much diff- yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, true. that's a good point. I, I, I really dig them. What I love about them is, you know, they, they're they a new band, but they come out and they're like 70s vintage clothes. And I've got 60s and 70s vintage clothes that their shit away. You know, I, got, I weigh the same as I did, you know, when I was 18. And I have all those clothes still, I got one heck of a wardrobe. Yeah, if I tour with them, I might just come out in my late 60s, you know, <laughs> past, like Janet Joplin's guitar player. Had had uh, a uh, 60s, 70s meet 70s, 2022. Uh, you know, whatever God planned, uh, I'm okay with you know. I got. A, I got. Anyway.
0: I got one last question for you, bro. Because I can tell you, oh, you, you, you're you're one of those dudes that I can just have a conversation with. <laughs> you know what I mean? A realistic. Well, I'm some good Irish whiskey, so I'm hey, good to go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so single your... in my meaties.
0: Ah, nice. Cheers, bro. What What are your Cheers. honest thoughts about musicians that are coming into God, I don't know how to put this, but they're coming into their best game career-wise later on in their life. They're not kids anymore. They're not Greta Van Fleet. You know what I mean? Well, that's what
1: happened with me, man. You know, I mean, um, you know, I, I used to call it a beautiful accident, but it's really like divine intervention. For example, we were really on fire at the end of 2019, coming into 2020 you know, we were about to sign with Universal and the world was opening, I and mean, then boom, nothing. So, in early April of last year, I decided to quit. Um, I just was going to turn another year older. My birthday is on January 21st. And I, I didn't want to go into 2022 um, feeling like, you know, I got accomplished where I should have been a year and a half ago. And so Jason was coming over, you know, I record all my vocals here. I have a recording studio over here. Uh, I always have. I never go in the studio. I do all my vocals here. So um, I was dreading all night telling him I quit. So uh, I was downstairs having a cigarette. He sent me a text, hey, come up, I'm bouncing the track. You know, so I came up. So he's got his computer to my right. You can't see it. Behind you is my computer. I log on to my email. There's a, a record contract from PayPal. So there was some real divine intervention. And then my drummer couldn't come over because of COVID. The European Union wouldn't let any of their uh, citizens leave. And I made a, fuck, a few phone calls. And you know, the next thing I know, uh, my friend Stephen Perkins, Perk, you know, the drummer for James Addiction, came in. So he actually drummed tracks two through five.
0: Oh, Victor wow. Singer is oh, only on okay.
1: track one and and six, by the way. So Stephen Perkins from Jane's Addiction, the drum tracks two through five. Tracks one and six, Show Me an ATM Machiner with uh, Victor Singer. So there's, uh, you know, some more divine intervention. You know, I proved that it's just never too late. You know, with me, I had some friends I'd known for many years, they didn't know I could sing. I had a band when I was like 18. Everybody flaked after a few months. I just blew it off. Because you know, here in the valley of LA, talking about, uh, you know, with Cody about being a native, there isn't Liverpool. <laughs> you know, it's, like, <laughs> it's not like you just got this wealth of musician. So I'm like, okay, that's over, you know, flash forward many years later. My friends found out I could sing, we I looked at it as a friggin' hobby. They wanted to play a show. I'm like, I'm too old, Yay. <laughs> and because uh, I started the band at 54, actually, I did my first tour at 55. And um, they tricked me into doing a show at the Key Club. And uh, next thing I knew, I was on tour with LA Guns, and then Alice Cooper called, and then Fuel called, and what then Slash the fuck? called. And- and Buck Cherry called, and you know, now I got a top forty hit on radio, and here I am talking to you.
0: It That's so ins- I never
1: never planned for.
0: That's so inspiring, dude. <laughs> I that, can't no say, shit. I it's
1: that all nice. I could say <laughs> is, it doesn't matter. It's a different world today. It doesn't matter how old you are. There are no rules. No mm-hmm. matter you know if you're watching the show, and you know, and you. Yeah. It doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter what you look like. It's all about the music. There's no rules in rock and roll today. So, you know, if you want to go out there and get it done, you know, if you knock on that door long and hard enough, it'll open. Just be relentless, never give up, never give up your dreams. If you believe everything is possible, I'm proof of it. I have it tattooed right there. So I never forget it right on my Very cool, yes.
0: dude ladies and gentlemen what a what a great conversation we have with this gentleman right here this man is 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 a gentleman and a scholar and he's a rock star I'm going to tell you right <laughs> now so <laughs> in every sense of the word
1: in every <laughs> sense of the you, fucking you word in every sense of the word he is a I'm rock too. star I'm a humble poet I'm a humble <laughs> poet I dude, it's so good that.
0: talking to you today, <laughs> Absolutely. But I can't tell you. It's, it's been so much fun, and we've got so much uh, information from you that we don't get from other artists because they don't have your experience, so I really appreciate having you on, dude. Thank yes. you so much. Dude, you it's rock. It's been
1: my pleasure, and thank you. I love doing your show. You guys are awesome.
0: You are welcome back
2: anytime, my brother. That anytime, was This was, this was a very, awesome. very inspiring conversation. I really, really appreciate okay. it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, then let yeah. me do a real real quick plug. 100%. You can okay. do a long go plug if you while, want to, dude. Man. It's all you. Abs- absolutely. Dude. <laughs> it's 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 pronounced Venray, but you know, it can also be Venrez. So, what you want to do is go to Venrez. v e n r e z. band.com. Again, v e n r e z bandcom Join our email list. And you will know everything going on with us. We do giveaways. We do private, stripped down acoustic shows for contest winners. So that's what you want to do is be on our email list. So that's how you find out everything going on with. Us. Forget social media. <laughs> that's why it's our email. Old,
2: old school email list.
1: <laughs> I got quite. I got quite a few people on it, but really, that's the best way to know about everything. Because you know, unless you're. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's better to do that and have advanced notice of everything. I can't communicate with everybody.
0: No. Yeah. You don't have uh, to right, time, right. Yeah. You don't you have know. It's time like, oh, that.
1: oh, I, you were just in my, in, in our town with Buck Cherry. I can't believe it. You know like Yeah. So, you know, if you don't want to feel that way, then just join our email list.
0: Yeah, exactly. Guys go join their email list. What was the, uh, the website again?
1: Venray or Venrez, V E N R E Z. the band.com.
0: Okay, don't forget to put in the band.com guys. Links and des- links, links will be out. in the description. Go down links there and get them. The if you need them,
2: we're going to put them all down there. Everything is good. You fucking okay. heard them, ladies and gentlemen. Get over there and support Venray. Call it Venray, Venrez, whatever you want, but if you're a real fan, you'll call it Venray. That's what I'm saying. That's, true. You, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So, go support Venray. They are fucking killing it. Vin is an inspiration. Take notes, learn from the best, motherfuckers.
1: <laughs> Vin, thank you so
2: much for joining us, man. My
1: pleasure. Thanks, Thanks a lot, brother. you guys. It's been a lot of cheers,
2: fun. bro. Cheers, bro.
1: Cheers. 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 Cheers.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Be good humans, like Vin is. Always fucking forward. Don't ever always stop.
1: Fucking forward. Peace. Peace.